Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am the host of this show and a certified human design reader. So if you have never hopped on this uh, podcast before, then welcome. If you have listened before, welcome back. I want to uh, talk today about biohacking your human design. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic and how to sort of hack your human design is because a lot of times when people first learn about human design, they can feel, not always, but a lot of times they can feel really fascinated by it and they want to know more. They're super interested. It's a lot of effing information and people can feel like that's a lot. I don't even know where to start which information is correct. There can be a lot of like uh, paraphrasing and different ideas about Ra Ruhu, who is the founder of human design, his teachings, who he is now past. Uh, so his system that he downloaded is still, of course, out here. And we are teaching it to other people and showing it to other people. There are different apps that you can go out and buy. People really enjoy understanding their human design because it's just like understanding your astrology. Once you know what your rising sign is, know what your midheaven is, know where your moon is, all of these different things, you can kind of get a better understanding of yourself as an individual. So that's what's so beautiful about understanding your design and kind of knowing the best way to navigate this in your life. Because what's also so cool about it is that it is just going to tell you what your energetic like fingerprint is, right? Like every single chart is different, which is also fascinating. And it's going to say, this is your soul designed energetic fingerprint. Here it is right here. Now, because we're talking energy, there's going to be a high expression of using this energy out in the world. And then there's going to be a low expression of using this energy out in the world. And human design is here to help you navigate your energetic fingerprint out in the world in its highest expression. And from this state of awareness, just having this deeper understanding about your design, you are then able to navigate situations, environments, your life 
in a better way. And then also without feeling guilty about a lot of the things that the way that you are and the way that you operate, because now you realize this is actually how I'm designed to be. This is what I agreed to be before I got here. So I'm just grateful to be able to have this experience and understand my my design and my energetic blueprint in this way. Okay, so I really want to talk about how you can create some shortcuts around this because a huge part of this podcast is about self-mastery, evolving, understanding things in a deeper, more profound way from different perspectives. Even every single guest that I have on, it's it's because I feel they have a different perspective on something. And I just want to spread the different perspective out into the world because I really truly feel that the more perspectives we can get on things, the more that we can evolve and ascend in our consciousness and in the way that we think about things. This is a really easy way to just continue your evolution on your path for whatever it be, spiritual path, self-mastery, whatever it is. So, okay. So the first, I've got a couple of things written down, but I'm just going to kind of go with the flow here. So the first one I want to tell you is going to be, of course, to get a reading. Get a reading, get a human design reading, allow this information to anchor into you so that you can really deeply understand it. I also tell people to re-listen to their readings. Very likely if you work with a human design reader, you will receive the audio for the reading that you received. And that's also how I do it. I send the audio to my clients so that they can have that for their forever keeps. Now it's really important to make sure that you re-listen to your reading. I know that can sound like really basic and it's kind of like, okay, big deal. But honestly and truly, listen, re-listen to your reading. Re-listening to things is so underrated. Like it's important to re-listen to the information. Every single time that you re-listen to it, you will hear something new in your design and then you will better understand it. So that's my first major tip is to get a reading that's going to lay the foundation for your design and help you to fully understand your design. You can totally download an app I have the My Human Design app uh, by Jenna Zoe, and I am certified through Jenna Zoe. So I have this and I find it very helpful. Um, I will put like my niece and my nephew in there and my daughter and my partner and all this stuff. It's like a good way just to kind of, people you don't know, just kind of quickly get a little summary of your design. But ultimately it's really important to get a reading because it's gonna weave together your entire blueprint print so that you know how your energy works at it at a deeper level and you get the bigger picture right away without instead of getting these little puzzle pieces throughout you'll just see the bigger picture of your design off the bat and you're like okay got it okay so the second major tip that I have here is to understand that it's ultimately about your aura human design has been called in People have said this about human design, that it is the science of your auric field. Okay, so just kind of take that in. It's the science, your auric field. So this is literally going to tell you how your auric field works in the world. And if you are listening to this podcast, I don't need to explain to you that, you know, everything is energy out into the world. We are energetic beings and our auric field is extremely important to understand how it works. That way you can navigate your auric field in 
its highest expression and open up greater flow in your life. It's super important. That way you are meeting less resistance in your life and you're opening up greater energetic flow in your life. So understanding it is about your auric field. So if you can kind of get that in the forefront of your mind right away before getting a reading or while while re-listening to the audio for your reading, you will start to visualize your aura and you start to kind of see like, okay, if I'm a manifester, I know that my auric field is closed and it's very impactful and potent. And some people can find it like almost like shocking in some ways. So it's just good to kind of know how does that show up for me? How do I feel my energy is closed off to other people? Where do I see this happening in my life? How can I navigate my aura in its highest expression as a manifester? And of course, if you are a generator or a manifesting generator, you know that your auric field is open and enveloping. You are the person that like when people meet you, it feels good to be around you. It feels like they can talk to you. It feels comfortable. You're that person in the room. So knowing that you have that, it's like making sure that you are navigating it in the highest expression, make sure you have your boundaries in place, make sure you know who you want to help um, and who you want to connect with because you're it's easy to connect with you to start. So um, I'm not really planning to offer tips for each auric field, but that one just came out. But I just want to tell you it is about your auric field, the manifester know how your auric field works with your closed and impactful aura. If you are a generator or an MG, remembering that you have this very open enveloping auric field and remembering how to navigate that into the world. If you are a projector, you know your auric field is penetrating and focused. So you know that by nature, your auric field is going into other people's auric field and it's looking at them. So just being sure to, you know, we use your strategy of waiting for the invitation and kind of like making sure you are navigating the room in the best way so that you can open up the greatest flow for your own highest good and whatever it is that you're trying to manifest in your life. And that's for projectors. And so the last org field is the reflector. And you know that you have a resisting and sampling org field. So you're wide open all of your chakras and you're constantly just sampling and resisting all of the energy around you. So with that in mind, kind of knowing like, okay, I can literally be anyone. I can do anything. Let me not get my energy stuck in any specific ways where it's like, no, Nope, this is me forever now. Um, just because you have a great opportunity to be able to uh, grow and evolve really quickly and you know uh, manifest the life of your desires really fast just by getting in the right environments and sampling and resisting the energy that is good for you and the energy that is not good for you, getting away from that. So that's the number two is just to know that it is about your aura. This is the human design is the science of your auric field. And I just very quickly, I wasn't planning to, but just kind of went over a brief little summary of each um, auric field and what it's described as so that you can start to embody this and sort of anchor in this energy. Number three I have is all about your, of course, strategy and your authority in human design. So you guys probably knew that one was coming, but strategy and your authority is the most important thing besides understanding your energy type and your auric field. So your strategy and your authority, it's going to be different for 
everybody, but it's really important that you anchor in that information. Understanding that your strategy, which is right at the top right-hand side of your human design chart, it'll tell you right there and you can get a free human design chart online, but right there, it's going to tell you how you are designed to do life. Very simple. Are you designed to respond to life? Are you designed to wait for the invitation? Are you designed to wait a lunar cycle? What is your way of doing life? And just kind of understanding that about yourself and allowing yourself to navigate it the way that it feels best for you. Okay, so your, and then of course your authority is your decision-making compass. This is your point of sovereignty, literally. Like this is your inner compass and how you know what is a yes for you and what is a no for you. So it's just making sure that you deeply understand your authority in human design and your strategy in human design. That's number three, anchoring your strategy and your authority. Know what that is for you and recognize when it's coming up for you in your life. Like when you see it happen, just be like, okay, that was good. Or maybe if you used it and it's it didn't work out or it wasn't its lowest expression, take some time to think about that. Why didn't that work out? Was I using my strategy and was I using my authority in this decision-making process? The fourth thing that I have written down here is to know what your, your fears are. So the fears live in the spleen in human design. So it's just about looking at your chart and knowing that the left-hand side there all the way to the left is your spleen and your fears live in your spleen. The spleen is all about the senses and it's what makes you intuitive and instinctive about things. But at the end of the day, it really is um, a good reference point to understanding what your fears are in life. So heading right to that area and kind of saying, holy smokes, I just realized that I have gate 50 activated in my chart, meaning I it's colored in on my chart. I see a hanging gate or I see a bar coming out of that. Let me Google or let me search gate 50. Human design and fear. What does it mean? Let me kind of see where these different fears can be coming up for you in your life. That's a great reference point to know what fears you have and how that can start to manifest in your life in its lowest expression or in its highest expression. Just knowing that is like so freaking helpful. That's you biohacking your design. Just knowing what your fears are is a huge part of your design. Another thing is to number five I wrote down is to understand what the lowest expression of your channels are. So when I say channels, what am I saying? I'm saying if you look at your body graph, you're going to see a lot of half bars and then full bars, meaning like a complete channel and a hanging gate is what we call it in human design. So when I say a a channel, I mean that that entire line is covered in. It's not like a half line. It's like a full line from one chakra to another. That whole thing is colored in regardless of the color. So with that, knowing that the that's a channel for you, meaning that's a, another energy gift for you, and the understanding the lowest expression of each channel that you have is huge. I have mine just like written out. I have like five printoffs of my design, and then on each on each printoff, I have different things written down because each printoff is a different focal point. So like. For my channels, I have one human design body graph printed off, if you can imagine, 
my human design chart printed off. And for that one, I'm just looking at the channels and I'll write down on each channel. I put like, you know, whatever, a little arrow off to the side. And I right away, I write down the highest expression of this channel and the lowest expression of this channel. And then every once in a while, I just kind of look at it because it's a reminder like, okay, these are your gifts. That's really cool. You have these gifts. Great. But are you using this energy in its highest expression or are you using it in its lowest expression? And it's really important to know that because then that's how you know how are you using your energy every single day in this world when you're talking to different people, when you're around different people, when you're in different situations, how are you handling it? Those gifts are activated for you. These are gifts that you agreed to have before you got here. So it's just about knowing that you do have this and it's just about looking at it from a very I would say mature perspective to kind of say like okay this is what I have going on and I recognize when I'm using it in its lowest expression or in its highest expression I recognize that so understanding that and um so I did write that down for a really big one here which is number five knowing uh, the lowest expression of your channels. And just one example really quickly is I have the 28 to 38 in human design, which is connecting the root to my spleen. And this channel is called the channel of struggle. So a lot of people hear this and they're like, oh my God, like that's like not good. It's only not good if you're using it in the wrong way. So people who have the channel of struggle, they just by nature have fighter energy. Like they're just like, okay, what are we standing up for? What am I putting my stake in the ground for? And it's just about knowing that like, it's really important to use this in your life. You need to have boundaries. You need to, you know, do things where you're like, okay, no, like this isn't for me. Like it doesn't feel good to me. It's not in my, the highest expression of my energy. And so no, thank you. And also the lowest expression of the channel of struggle is picking fights for no reason. So thank God for my Libra rising. I don't like things to be imbalanced. Um, so I'm pretty good in this area. Like I don't like people to fight or argue. I don't, I just want everybody to get along. Let's make this like really smooth and simple. So with this energy though, the channel of struggle, you can pick fights like in your personal life. If you don't understand that you have this channel and because you could just have this like fighter energy inside, like something needs to be, there has to be something to fight about in this situation. And and that's exhausting, right? For like anybody in their life, in their per personal life, you could be picking fights within yourself, picking yourself apart. That's not the highest expression. So that's just a little example. I know I have the 38 to 28 channel. So of course I have my little notes on my um, one of my printouts that say the highest expression of this is having a mission behind everything that you do and saying like, this is why I'm doing this and kind of putting all of my fighter energy behind that and saying, I don't stand for this. So this is why it's important for me to put my stake in the ground and be like, this is how I feel about this thing and putting my fighter energy behind my purpose work. And I, you know, the lowest expression of that is again, picking fights for no reason. So I have that written down, lowest expression, always feeling like something needs to be better or changed, or I need to fight about something. So just knowing that, just knowing that you have these beautiful channels on your body graph and do yourself a favor and make little notes next to each channel on your body graph and write down the highest expression and the lowest expression of each channel so that you continue to to 
understand your design. The thing I just want to say real quick is human design is a lifelong system, like meaning it's a lifelong journey to understanding your design. Getting a reading is point one. It's like, okay, somebody's giving me the bigger picture of my energy. Here we go. Great. Now it's about re-listening to my design every once in a while, making notes on my body graph, continuing downloading an app to remind me of the gifts that I have or uh, my cross of incarnation or whatever it is. It's just, you know, it's your job (laughs) to continue to pick apart your design and say like, okay, what else? What else can I continue to learn from this? Because it is such a magnificent system that's here to help us along on our journey. So it's just about taking the time to really understand it and to see how it's reflecting in your life. Okay, so that was number five. Number six is to know your subconscious lines and gates. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is if you are looking at a print off of your body graph or even online on Genetic Matrix or Drobian Archive, maybe you have your human design chart downloaded to your desktop, who knows? However it is that you're looking at your design, you will see that you have red lines and black lines on your body graph. So what am I talking about here? This is your design and your personality side, otherwise known as your conscious and unconscious lines. So here's where it gets a little bit more educational, I guess. I don't want to start like teaching or anything right now, but I think I already am. But what I really want to say here is that take a peek at your chart you're going to see red and black. Okay. So on the left-hand side of your chart, you're going to see all of the planets connected to your gates. That's a whole nother thing. But I'm just talking about the fact that you have one side that's red on your design side, and then you have another side that's uh, black, and that's going to be listed under personality. So literally it's going to say design and personality on the left and right hand side. And then under that, you'll see all of the number gates connected to astrology, astrological signs. What I, what I'm going to get into though here is the fact that you do have a design side and you have a personality side in human design. What does that mean? That means that you have an unconscious side of your design and you have a conscious side of your design. So you have a very amazing piece of information here. You have a, a, a like a peekaboo, like a little space in your design where you can say, okay, whoa, all of these, these, this information here is unconscious to me. All of these gifts that are highlighted in red are unconscious. Like, okay, holy smokes, that's interesting, right? You can start to pick it apart that way if you really want to go deeper, but it's important to know what your unconscious lines are, your design side is in human design. Okay, why? Because it's called human design because it's ultimately trying to help you to understand your unconscious side of your design. Okay, so so when we say live by your design, we're saying live by your unconscious lines in human design. So that's the red part of your design. That's the highest expression of your energy is to live by your design side. So look at your design and see what that looks like for you. Here's a fun, interesting piece of information about my design that may help you understand what I'm talking about here. Before I understood 
that I have conscious and unconscious lines, I truly did not understand my cross of incarnation, which I'm not going to get into the cross of incarnation right at this very moment. I will at the end. But what I'm going to say about it is that your cross of incarnation is the energetic theme of your life. And I'm going to loop it right back into the unconscious lines because I want to make a full circle here. So with the cross of incarnation on your design chart, you have both conscious and unconscious lines within that theme that that create your incarnation cross, okay? So what am I saying? I'm saying that if you look at your chart and you understand the red side of your design, the red side, you will have a deeper understanding of how you're designed to be living your life and the things that are not in the forefront of your mind. So I'm I'm looping this back now to my cross of incarnation and how it helped me. So my cross of incarnation is the left angle cross of duality. Uh, so this is all about being somebody who's here to help other people flourish as individuals and also to help my community flourish in some way, shape, or form. So it has a lot to do with individual energy and then community, tribal energy, okay? So I have a lot of individual gates and gifts, but I also have a lot of tribal gifts within my chart. So why is this important to the subconscious lines, which is what I'm talking about here? It's important because I, all of my tribal energy, my gifts in my chart, my chart that are tribal in nature bred for me. Okay. Just this isn't how it always goes, but this is just so happened how it goes for me. All of it is unconscious. So I have a huge energy within my chart around community, being in tribe, connecting to tribe. But the only side that's really conscious to me is all of the individual energy as an independent individual. That's more of the energy that I understand. And that's the energy that's more at the forefront of my mind. But actually I'm here to live and thrive within community and within tribe. So there you go. There's one example of why understanding my unconscious lines has been so important for my journey. Because if I didn't know that, I would still be saying that I don't need to have ceremony with my friends. I don't need to create a tribe. I don't need to be in collaboration because I have such this strong individual energy that's always telling me the opposite. It's at the forefront of my mind that I'm going to thrive, survive, and be great as an individual. It's not in the forefront of my mind to for the opposite energy, for it to be in tribe and to thrive as that. Um, it's not in the forefront of my mind. I had to open myself to this uh, truth. And then once I did, I was like, yeah, duh. Like I am totally lit up when I'm around soul family and tribe and all of that. It's like makes my life. So it's just about, again, um, what I was, the point of me bringing this up is to say that your unconscious lines, the lines that are in red, it's important to know what those are. So maybe just going through your chart and circling everything that's red and being like, okay, it doesn't mean you have to do it all right at that second. But when you have time kind of researching each one of those gates um, or channels and saying, gosh, this whole channel is red for me. That means this gift that I have is unconscious. What is this? Like, what is this energy? And how can I open myself up to more of this in my life? Okay, so that was number six, understanding your unconscious red lines on 
your design. The number seven, the last thing that I wrote is to, for this whole episode of biohacking your human design, the number seven thing, tip number seven is to know your cross of incarnation. So your cross of incarnation is the energetic theme of your life, okay? So it's really gonna help you to just get this like almost pinpoint. It's like this like affirmation for your life or something. And mine, like I mentioned, mine is uh, all about how to flourish, that I'm here to help individuals flourish as individuals and within communities. So it has an individual aspect and a community aspect. So understanding your cross of incarnation is huge. It's like, it helps you, like I said, it's like kind of your life's intention, your life's affirmation is understanding your cross of incarnation. It truly is going to help you so much to just wrap your mind around your overall energetic blueprint of your overall energy for your design. So those are the seven things that I wrote down on how to biohack it because again, it's just, it's a lot of information, but you can just, if you just stick to like these seven points, you'll start to unravel your design and you'll start to more easily and quickly anchor in this information. And then it's just going to start to become second nature to you. And it's not going to feel like you're trying to live by your design. It's going to come a lot more naturally to you. Um, Because of course, just like with anything else, Once it gets into your awareness, that's really like all you need is for the awareness to be there. And then it's like, okay, well, it's time to change this or it's time to lean more into this or lean out of this expression. So again, the the seven things that I wrote down, the first one really is to get a reading and or download an app to get started and kind of start to pick apart your design that way. The second thing is to just understand before even going into it, understand that it's about your aura. Just, I always tell people to visualize their auric field. It sounds bananas, but it's like, take a moment just to within meditation or anything, visualize your auric field, visualize the energy gifts that you have that will help you to remember your blueprint so that you can start to use it and navigate the energy in its highest expression because you're going to notice when it's coming up for you in your life. Like little things will happen in your life and then they'll be like, oh, okay, there it is. Like I know this one. Uh, So understanding and visualizing your aura is a really quick way to anchor in your design. The third thing I wrote is to anchor in your strategy and your authority. Um, So we talked about both of those things are super important. Take a look at what that is for you on your human design chart in order to um, have a greater understanding of how to do life. The fourth thing I wrote down is to look at your spleen on your human design chart and know what your fears are um, so that you don't let that scare you. Um, Knowing that if you have a fear about something, you're meant to kind of push through it. And so if it makes you all nervous on the inside, then that's a fear for you and you're here to push through that. Number five is to know the lowest expression of your channels. Huge, huge. Like I said, I have a special (laughs) human design chart printed out just for that. All I have is that one specific to my channels. It's, It's the regular human design chart. It's not like a certain kind of human design chart or anything like that. It's like my normal human design chart, but I highlight all of my channels. And then I write down my lowest expression and my highest expression. That way, when these things start to come up in real life, I already can see them. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this is. Like, I know how to do 
navigate this energy here. And then number six I wrote down is to know your subconscious lines and gates. Again, those are those red lines, really knowing and understanding what are these. They're, un they're not in the forefront of my mind. They're not in the forefront of my mind. I don't really know about this energy. So let me look at it. Let me just see, like, how do I feel about this? Is this true for me? Where can I implement more of this in my life? Knowing the red lines in your design on your body graph is your design. It's literally the design part of your chart. Number seven is, last but not least, is to uh, understand and know your cross of incarnation. Like I said, that's sort of your life, your uh, soul's journey, like affirmation or intention. So just kind of know what that is and have a deep understanding of, of how that can play out for you in your life over and over again. What is that? How do I see this coming up for me in my life? And how can I use this to make my dreams come true? How can I navigate this in its highest expression in order to live out my design, the red lines, right? In order to live out my human design body graph or human design chart. So I hope that these seven tips I'm giving today help you guys out some way, shape, or form, um, just because these are things that I use. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, there's so much information to know about your body graph, but what's most important? To me, these are the most important things. I, like, look at these things right away, and I say, okay, this is important for me to know, and let me just use this information to dive deep into my journey and use it in that way. The other thing I just want to add is that there's so much more to learn about your design. <laughs> I mean, so much like you can learn about your variables, which are the arrows on your design, which are important because they're going to tell you how you digest, you know, information and food um, and how you manifest and what type of environments you thrive in. I mean, there's just human design is so layered and there's so much there. That I just want to say that back to what I was saying at the very beginning is that it can 100% feel overwhelming. Like when you first learn about your design or you can just want to like put it under, sweep it under the rug, like uh, whatever, like this is too much for me to ever learn in this lifetime. But I want to offer these tips here because I feel like there's really just these main things that um, if you understood this, it will lay the groundwork for everything else that you will by nature um, continue to unfold in your uh, deeper understanding of learning your human design and on your human design journey. So sending you all so much love. I hope this information was helpful in some way, shape, or form. And I will see you on the very next episode of the She's a God podcast. Much love. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.